You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. When we talk about the wide receiver depth chart on the Chicago Bears, I think we get a little bit too caught up on the distinction of the slot wide receiver, especially when it comes to Anthony Miller and his future on the team. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnBears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook or join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. On the show today, the myth of the slot receiver position. Not that it doesn't exist in any way, shape, or form, but I think we can get a little bit too caught up on those designations and trying to sort out who's going to play where in this Bears offense when really things may be a little bit more interchangeable than you might think, at least for most players. So we'll try and figure out how this Bears offense might utilize their different receivers, where Anthony Miller might fit in that equation, and kind of compare it to other offenses in the NFL, including the Kansas City Chiefs and the type of mold the Bears seem to be building toward with their new quarterback and new receivers. This stems from the ongoing trade discussions and just uncertain future of Anthony Miller in Chicago. That's sort of the source of this, because in the Bears offense, Anthony Miller is a pure slot receiver. When you look at his playing time, his snaps, his alignments, he lines up in the slot 93% of his passing plays. When the Bears go three receivers on the field, that third receiver is almost always Anthony Miller in the slot. Of course, when healthy and when they haven't had to rotate other guys in and out. But that has sort of been his role in this Bears offense. And we've seen some great production from him over his three seasons. We've seen inconsistency in that over his three seasons. But as we move forward with this idea that maybe he won't be here for the full 2021 season, maybe he won't make the 53-man roster if the team's just not ready to give him another chance and really stick him on this roster with all the different players they signed at receiver this offseason, that leaves an apparent hole there for that number three receiver slot role. You know, when he plays 400 snaps in that slot receiver spot, if that's gone, somebody's got to line up there for those snaps. And so when you start to apply it to other people on the roster and other players the Bears have brought in this year, Demir Bird from the New England Patriots, primarily an outside receiver. You know, 90% of his snaps on the outside. Marquise Goodwin brought over from the 49ers, even though he was injured last year, but throughout his career, 80 plus percent outside receiver. Even though he's five foot nine, 180, you think of slot receivers as tending to be more in that mold of the shorter, smaller, quicker, explosive guys, but that hasn't been his role throughout his career. You've got, of course, Allen Robinson as that number one receiver. We've seen Darnell Mooney be that outside receiver vertical speed receiver, even though he's a little bit smaller too. And then Javon Wims, you know, more of a bigger outside receiver. Riley Ridley, maybe more of a bigger outside receiver, but we really just haven't seen him excel in any role up to this point. So then you start to narrow it down here and it's like, all right, so Anthony Miller or 
Daz Newsom, the sixth round pick, like are those your only two choices to be slot wide receiver? It feels strange to not have done more to bolster that position than to add some more primarily outside receivers in Marquise Goodwin and Demir Bird when you have two very good outside receivers in Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney, right? When you frame it like that, it doesn't quite add up. It doesn't quite make complete sense as to why they, they're building more on the outside and not bringing in more guys with more slot experience and slot production. But for me, that's so, sort of a false premises when you start to step out of the Bears' current situation, look around the NFL a little bit, and even just sort of take a 6,000-foot view at Anthony Miller and the role of the slot receiver as opposed to outside receivers. And for me, what it comes down to is that the slot is not necessarily a specific position with a specific set of skills. Like each each wide receiver spot, you know, Z, X, Y, wherever you, however your teams might nomenclature them, They will have different responsibilities and different roles, and certainly it's a different thing you have to know if you're going to line up there on the play, but it's not as though it's a brand new set of responsibilities or you're asking someone to do things in the slot that any old wide receiver might not be able to do. What you tend to see is that some players are just slot-only players because they wouldn't be as effective on the outside. It's not that slot is purely easier than the outside receiver spot, but it's it's different and it's easier in some ways and perhaps difficult in other ways. I mean, you tend to want to have speed there because you tend to use more of the middle of the field, more sort of crossing routes and go, kind of going between coverage between the safeties and the linebackers and maybe a slot cornerback and kind of having to weave your way through there, whereas outside receivers tend to be a little bit more one-on-one with outside cornerbacks. But outside receivers with those one-on-one cornerbacks are much more often physically jammed at the line of scrimmage. Whether it's actual press coverage or bail coverage off of that, it tends to be harder to get a free release off of the line of scrimmage at an outside receiver compared to a slot receiver position. And so you'll see teams put players in the slot that maybe they're not confident enough in getting open from the snap with their release off the line of scrimmage. They might be fast, they might be explosive, but... If a defender gets his hands in your chest plate, it's hard to get that speed built up and really explode out of your release the way you can in the slot where a slot cornerback tends to play off a little bit more and your slot receiver tends to be off of the line of scrimmage, not lined up right on the line of scrimmage, but you know a yard or two back. So there is more room to release. And it, that's why it tends to be the smaller, shorter players that can have that freer release and might not be able to be as effective playing in that outside receiver position. So the Chicago Bears should have more flexibility to potentially replace that role if Anthony Miller is gone. And we'll go through some of their options, including some out-of-the-box thinking, next on Locked On Bears. The Bears have some different flavors at receiver, but they can't all be as good as the flavors of Built Bars, the world's best-tasting protein bars ever. I have tried every single flavor up to this point, and you can't go wrong with any of them. I particularly love coconut, raspberry, and salted caramel, but mint brownie, phenomenal, peanut butter brownie, cherry, double chocolate, you name it, Built Bar has a flavor for you. And they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. They're soft, they're chewy, they taste like candy bars, but they're low sugar, low calories, high fiber, and high protein. 
They really do have the nutrients of a protein bar, but they're a sweet, delicious treat that's not going to be too much on your diet. I'm telling you, you got to try them for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. It's a lot harder to project a slot receiver to the outside than it is to move an outside receiver to the slot. It doesn't mean any and all outside receivers will do just fine in the slot, but it does tend to be an easier move in that direction as opposed from inside to out. And so if the Bears were to move on from Anthony Miller in some way, shape, or form, it's not as though you just then have to give all of those slot snaps to Daz Newsom, and that he's just going to be your full-time starting slot number three wide receiver as a rookie, and Marquise Goodwin and whoever else are there behind him are just going to be doomed and destined to play you know, number four on the outside in relief of Allen Robinson. You can sort of, you can craft an offense here where maybe you don't have any true slot receivers playing significant playing time, but you just have all of your offensive guys getting some different looks and sometimes lining up in the slot, even though still on the vast majority of the time playing as outside receivers. Like when I look around the NFL, it's actually surprised me to see that Anthony Miller played the highest percentage of his snaps in the slot of any wide receiver at 93.3%. No one played more of their snaps in the slot. Even think like Cole Beasley, the former cowboy who's now with the Buffalo Bills, you know, the sort of the, the poster boy for the modern short white slot wide receiver, he was at like 88.4%. He, he played more outside than Anthony Miller did. And, you know, you've seen some guys sort of evolve into that role over the course of their career, but across the league, it's not as though every team has a guy playing 90% of his snaps in the slot. Some teams have, have differentiated that position based on the talent that they have had, C.D. Lamb for the Cowboys, majority slot receiver in their offense. Cole Beasley, you know, he, he, those three are the top three, Miller, Lamb, and Beasley as the top slot receivers. But there's really only like 10 to 15 top guys that are really like full-time slot receivers. And a lot of other teams end up just kind of mixing and matching and putting different guys in that spot. And I think that's where we could see this Bears offense trend to moving forward. But the other factor here, I think, is how this Bears offense might adapt with the growth of some of their other players on offense. Because you only have a slot receiver when you have three receivers on the field. But how often, when you look at this Bears skill position talent, how often are you going to have three wide receivers on the field? You know, if you think about like big, big moments and when you want your five best weapons out there. Obviously, Robinson and Mooney are going to be on the field. But between your tight end duo of Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet, you could do more two tight end sets moving forward as Komet grows more into his role. And, you know, be 12 personnel with one running back, two tight ends, two receivers. You could get two or even maybe three running backs on the field with David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen, and Damian Williams. You know, 12, 21 personnel. Or you could do two running backs and two tight ends and just one wide receiver. Like, there's some different ways to do this where you just don't have as many slot receiver snaps, or more so you don't have as many 
three receiver sets or, you know, four receiver sets would sometimes have two slot receivers then if you want to kind of move things around that way. You can also only have two receivers on the field, but put them on the same side of the field in a twins type look. And then one of them is also technically in the slot. So that's where you see some of your more traditional outside receivers get your slot receiver snaps, but it's not a three receiver look. It is still a slot position, but there's no outside receiver to the other side of the field. So there's a lot of different ways you can kind of see this going. And from a Matt Nagy offensive game planning perspective, it's all about what you're trying to get the opposing defense to do. I was just reading some great quotes from Bill Belichick. I actually didn't see when they were attributed to him from a date standpoint, but talking about how defenses have responded to changes on offense and how he he's tried to stay ahead of it a little bit to where six or seven years ago, they were running more three-receiver type looks and getting a lot more five defensive back nickel packages from opposing defenses and, and spreading some teams out before the rest of the league fully caught on to some of that spread ideology that's sort of trickled up from the college game. But now Bill has tried to get back to more of those two tight end looks, and it's why the Patriots this offseason in particular really invested a lot at the tight end spot. They got Hunter Henry. They got Jonu Smith from the Titans as well. Really kind of going bigger with with two tight end looks and running backs and only a couple of receivers on the field to get teams back into more of their base defenses so they have fewer coverage players on the field so then you can get your tight ends and running backs in more mismatches against linebackers as opposed to cornerbacks and safeties. And so as much as Matt Nagy might be tempted to give you some of those spread looks, I guess you can still do spread looks but with more base personnel is sort of the idea here to get those mismatches that maybe you don't need as many three receiver sets on the field. It can just be more Allen Robinson and Darnell Moody. And maybe it's Marquise Goodwin or whoever rotating in for some of those snaps as well. But then you have Cole Komet and Jimmy Graham on the field. And defenses are going to leave an extra linebacker in there in case you're going to run with that heavier personnel. But then you can motion them to a five receiver look and all of a sudden you've got linebackers out covering receivers in the slot and it becomes that much more difficult to handle. So it's not as though the Bears even have to build in a major slot component in their offense. It's nice to have that as an option. And if Anthony Miller can still be that guy that gets open and catches passes and you know makes those plays that we've seen him flash occasionally, that's a very valuable thing to have. And the more options you have to throw at opposing defenses, where sometimes you can have an effective slot option, sometimes you can go two tight ends, sometimes you can go two running backs, and that's all things that defenses have to prepare for, and you can switch between and never really have them know exactly what you're going to go to. That's sort of the goal, right, to be that multiple and versatile on offense and have talented players at each spot. But the bigger point is that they can get rid of Anthony Miller. They can eliminate more of that primary slot role, and they can have other guys fill it. I think they also just have enough talent at receiver or at least enough options to compete at receiver to find different guys to play that slot role more often. We'll go through some of the top candidates again, thinking a little bit less siloed than we might normally next on Locked On Bears. BetOnline.ag just released a new prop bet for this upcoming season, which football coach is first to be fired. And the first opening line of odds has Matt Nagy 
as the third best odds to be first coach to be fired. Favorite is Mike McCarthy with the Dallas Cowboys, followed by former Bears defensive coordinator Vic Fangio, and then Matt Nagy at plus 850, just ahead of John Gruden with the Raiders, Mike Zimmer with the Vikings, and behind him is Cliff Kinsbury of the Cardinals and Zach Taylor from the Cincinnati Bengals. So clearly some uncertainty among odds makers as far as what Matt Nagy's leash is going to be like this season, even with Justin Fields. As the money comes in, those odds could shift. So now's the time to sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Enter our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your free 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. As I said, last year, Anthony Miller played over 90% of his snaps in the slot, and no other Bears receiver played even more than 50% of their snaps in the slot. Technically, DeAndre Carter, who they brought in as a punt returner, he, he played, I think, a total of 11 passing snaps, and eight of those were in the slot. So mathematically, that is 72.7%. I'm reading it off of a spreadsheet. Don't worry, I can't do that math in my head. That that is technically over fifty percent, but I'm I'm saying that's not enough snaps to qualify. It's a very very minuscule sample size that doesn't quite apply here. But no one else played any sort of majority of their snaps in the slot. Allen Robinson was just under thirty percent, and that's been about average for his Bears career. They tried to do it a little bit more earlier in 2018 and 2019. This year was down a little bit from where we've seen that, and I could imagine there's some more opportunity for him to get some more slot snaps. Darnell Mooney was about 20% of his snaps, and you know everyone else is kind of hovering in that 10 to 15% range at wide receiver. So if I'm Matt Nagy, and let's say hypothetically here, I am trying to replace Anthony Miller's slot snaps whether they trade him at some point in training camp or the preseason, or they just release him because he doesn't make the 53-man roster, or maybe they just bench him because, for whatever reason, the continued struggles he's had to really master the playbook and be where he's supposed to be on the field and do all those things continues to be a problem. Let's say his 430-ish slot snaps from last season are just gone, and you need to vacate those. You need to to replace him with other players at receiver. Obviously, there's some room to bump up Allen Robinson's slot snaps a little bit more. And when you go three receivers, you know, you bring in Marquise Goodwin and let him play outside, let him use that vertical speed and be some of that almost 1,000-yard receiver that we saw in, in San Francisco, assuming he can play healthy. I think you could give Marquise Goodwin some of those slot snaps as well. He's a, a primarily outside guy, but he can handle some of those snaps. The 49ers have kind of used him there in the past, although the 49ers are one of these teams that has you know a bunch of guys that all really don't play much slot. Like, they're all sort of in that, you know, 50 to 25% of their snaps where no one is a primary slot receiver. They all just sort of take turns lining up there and, and getting open in different ways and being asked to do slightly different routes and different roles and different route concepts, but it's no one's pure slot job in that San Francisco 49ers offense, and that's sort of where this Bears offense might build toward. But where I see it being different with this Bears offense is not so much rotating in different wide receivers there, but rotating different weapons there. You're not going to make Tariq Cohen a full-time slot wide receiver. You want to be able to use him in different roles and different looks to make sure that 
defenses can't always pinpoint where he's going to be, and you can try and get better matchups. Because as much as Tariq Cohen could beat a slot cornerback in coverage, you would prefer to have him matched up with a linebacker or a safety. So it's a little bit of a disservice to him to just play him in the slot all the time. When you look over his Bears career, out of his total passing snaps, he tends to be in the slot, you know, 30% of the time-ish when he's healthy because, you know, 20% of the time is at wide receiver and a lot of that time is in the backfield. You know, you're, you're kind of putting him in a bunch of different spots there. So, you, yes, you want Tariq Cohen to take some, and, and generally speaking, more of those slot snaps if Anthony Miller is not going to be involved. But also Jimmy Graham, you know, he, he's kind of become that big slot receiver for this Bears offense as the year went on. He, he played almost half of his snaps. He, he was last year the second most highest percentage of slot snaps among any Bears players. It goes Anthony Miller, Jimmy Graham, and Cole Komet as your top three highest percentage of their snaps, snap players in the slot. Allen Robinson had more volume, but it was a lower percentage of his total because he just plays so many more snaps. But it's Anthony Miller and tight ends that have been the primary slot guys in this Bears offense. And that's what I would sort of expect more of if Anthony Miller is out of the picture. It's That becomes more of Jimmy Graham's actual role because he's not that good of a blocker. He's not, you know, he's he, he is big and physical and you want him to bring opposing linebackers on the field from a matchup standpoint, but I think he's better off matching up in coverage against a smaller slot cornerback as opposed to a bigger linebacker just because Graham might not be able to run away from linebackers as well anymore and having a, a smaller defensive back might be someone that he can match up with a little bit better. But you can get Cole Komet going in the slot a little bit more as well. David Montgomery maybe can get out there. Demetrius Harris, and of course, with Cohen in there as well. You can find this this mixture, right? It's it's five more percent here, five more percent there. And if you split if you split up between six or seven different receivers with Robinson, Mooney, Goodwin, Graham, Komet, Cohen, and maybe Montgomery, all of a sudden you take Anthony Miller's 427 snaps and split it up to, what, 50 of them each? And you no longer have a pure slot receiver role in your offense. You just have a lot of different guys who can play there and guys who can play in a bunch of different positions. And maybe they're not all going to be great in the slot, but it can make some of their jobs easier. And more importantly, it makes it a lot harder for the defense to know where your players are going to line up. As opposed to when Anthony Miller's on the field, 90 plus percentage of the time, you know he's going to go be that slot receiver. And so if he's not on the field, for whatever reason, you can become a little bit harder to predict and a little bit less clear for defenses exactly where the ball is going to go and what your different receiving roles are going to look like. Again, you want to have a really good slot receiver. You know, If Anthony Miller could be everything the Bears wanted him to be, the Bears' offense would be better. You know, you're better off with a really good player that can only play the slot as opposed to getting rid of him and just having other good players kind of play the slot. Like, you want as many good players as you can. So it's not anything against Anthony Miller, and the Bears should still want Anthony Miller to be in that role. But it's about getting your best receivers on the field and your most productive players on the field and questioning how consistently that will include Anthony Miller. So hopefully that clears up some of the confusion about the slot receiver position and how this Bears offensive receiving depth chart starts to play into some of that. We'll keep an eye out for any and all updates on Anthony Miller's roster status moving forward. And as OTAs come around too, how the Bears start utilizing their different receivers, we'll be watching all of that. So make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Bears podcast to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. 
We'll keep getting through this offseason together one day at a time and make sure that even when you're not getting any Chicago Bears updates anywhere else, the Locked On Bears podcast is still here to help you bear down.